The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. And thank you very much. Of course, that's the theme from The Chosen, now on network television every week. I'm so excited for that. If you have not watched The Chosen, please do. Is it perfect? Pretty darn close. Is it biblically correct? Absolutely. Take the time, listen to it, watch it, and see what the Holy Spirit does to speak to you about Jesus and his 12 disciples. I'm Mac McCoy. This is The View from a Pew. It is a daily podcast, uh, which is on all kinds of podcast sites. Just go to any one of them and search The View from a Pew. And it does make a difference for you to say the and a at the right time. The View from a Pew. My guest host, as always, is Delmar Austin, Pastor Delmar Austin. And we're in the final days of wrapping up our two-week segment on what does the Bible say about, and this is about what happens between the time your body dies and you return to Jesus in heaven. And it's good to have a good sleep, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We could all use sometimes a little bit more sleep. And... uh We have been saying for the last two weeks, uh, Mac, that the Bible teaches the idea of sleep. Between the time that we die and the time that we see Jesus, it is a period of rest in the grave. But the very next thing we know, just like when you fall asleep at night and uh, you'll have a nice restful sleep, the very next thing you know, it's morning, right? Yep. Well, the resurrection is going to take place. After we die, the very next thing we know is that we are resurrected to life again, and we see Jesus. When Jesus said in John 14, I come again to receive you unto myself, that's what he means. We're not up in heaven with Jesus until the time of the resurrection, when we are resurrected and then brought to, uh, brought with him back to heaven where he has pre- prepared mansions for us. Now, yesterday we were talking about some of the, well, what about this part in the Bible? You know, what about the thief on the cross and the rich man and Lazarus? And we talked about those items. Some people might say, well, what about Moses? Moses appears with Jesus during the time that Jesus is on earth. You remember on the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses appears. So what about Moses? Uh, Why is he with Jesus? Well, do you remember the concept of the first fruits? Do you remember that from Old Testament times? Uh, It was very important for the people of Israel to bring in a first fruit offering to the Lord. Kind of like a tithe. Yes, like a tithe. And they were, what they were supposed to do is take the first fruits from their grain crop. They were to some of the first uh, uh, shoots of grain that were already developed. They were supposed to cut off and they were bring them, bring them to the Lord. Now, in a society where 
you know, you're dependent upon grain and, and crops like this in order to live, that's an act of faith to cut off some of the already developed grain and to bring it as an offering to the Lord. But what you're doing by saying this is I believe God is going to provide. As God provided the first fruits, he will also provide the whole harvest. So I trust in God. I bring those first fruits. That is why, Mac, that Jesus is called the first fruits from the dead. The Apostle Paul says that. As of the resurrection. That's right. Jesus is the first fruits. But not only Jesus, there were other resurrections that took place at the time that Jesus died and was brought back to life again. And you read it in the Gospel of Luke. There were some that were brought to life by a great earthquake and and also come out of their graves. They even appeared to people there in the area of Jerusalem before they ascended with Jesus into heaven. Okay? So they're considered as part of the first fruits. Well, there was in Old Testament times another first fruit, and that was Moses. Moses was an example of those that would die and then be resurrected before the time of the great resurrection to take place when Jesus returns again. How, why do we know that? Well, the Bible talks about Moses' death. It tells that, that uh, he went up on Mount Nebo and he was not allowed to go into the promised land, but God gave him a view of the promised land and how beautiful it was. Then the Bible clearly says that Moses died and was buried on Mount Nebo. But interestingly, in the book of Jude, if you look, you, you see about a dispute that's going on over Moses' body. Now, what do they mean when they say his body? Does it mean his dead body? No, his dead body was buried. So the body that there is a dispute over has to be the resurrected body of Moses. Moses is resurrected from the grave that he was placed in on Mount Nebo, and he was to return to heaven to be there with Jesus, but there was a dispute. The devil came and disputed about this and said, hey, you can't take Moses to heaven. You can't bring him back to life again. And the angel said, "Uh, you're rebuked, Satan, (laughs) because God has the ability to do this because Jesus will rise from the dead and he has power over death. Does this have anything to do with the... um Uh, I want to say insurrection. That's not the right term. When him and Elijah are seen within that cloud, and then all of a sudden a third person appears, and they believe it to be Jesus. Transfiguration. The transfiguration. And yes, Elijah was there, but Elijah never died. Elijah went straight to heaven on the chariot of fire, the Bible says. So Elijah represents those that... uh, uh, go to heaven without seeing death, and there will be people in the in uh, at the time of Jesus' second coming that won't be dead, that will go straight to heaven. But Moses represents those people that died first and will be resurrected and will be taken to heaven. So, you know, God was using this first fruits of the resurrection.
resurrection uh, as a way to, to remind us that he has power over death. Okay, so if right now Jesus comes back, we are, swip, we are, we are, we are taken up to heaven with him, does that mean we don't face a judgment day? There will be a judgment day. It says all will appear before the judgment day of, of Christ. Okay. So all, all face that judgment day. But for those who are believers, uh, who have had their sins forgiven, who have had their lives covered by the righteousness of Christ, there's nothing to fear in the judgment. All that there is a pro- is a pronouncement that we are saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. All right, so that kind of gives us an idea about uh, the um, transfiguration when Moses and Elijah and Jesus uh, appeared before those disciples. You understand that good now. One other text that I think is is key in talking about all this is in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Most Christians know this very well. For the wages of sin is Death. death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Folks, the wages of sin is not burning in hell forever and ever. No, the wages of sin is death. That is what happens because of sin. We die a first death here. We die because our our bodies are now mortal bodies because of sin. Okay, but we—if we're a believer—we wait for the second coming of Jesus. We wait for Him to return again. But if you're not a believer in Jesus, if you've rejected God's love, you will also die a second death. That second death is the eternal death, and the Bible talks about it in Revelation chapter 20 again. And and that would take quite a while to go over and everything Revelation 20 tells us, but it's quite clear. The wages of sin is death because we don't have immortal souls. Immortal souls is an idea that comes from tradition rather than the teachings of Scripture. So the idea that there are going to be people burning in hell for eternity is not biblical. It's not biblical, and uh, there are several texts that I believe are really important in regards, though, to death and what happens uh, from the time that we die and the time that we're at the side of Jesus. For too long, Mac, people have listened to traditional ideas. These are ideas that are not coming from Scripture. They're not coming from a basic description of how God created life. They're coming from our own ideas. And, boy, there is a lot of things in the Bible. Again, in Mark chapter 7, Jesus talks about that, and he says, you follow the traditions rather than the clear word of God. Why? Why do we do that? Why do we listen? Because we lean on our own understanding, like it says in the book of Proverbs. Yep. We listen to our own ideas and our own thinking rather than listening to the words of the Bible and the words of Jesus in regards to what happens when we die. All right, that ends our segment on uh, our series, I guess I should say, on what does the Bible say about blank. In the last couple of weeks, it's been what does the Bible say about 
what happens to you from the time you die and the time you lay with Jesus for eternity in heaven. If you have any questions or comments, you're welcome to send them to us. Always, anytime, whenever you'd like. It's Mac, M-A-C, like macaroni, M-A-C at theviewfromapew.com. And I will get those emails. I'll pass them on uh, to uh, Pastor Austin, and uh, he may choose to return the email himself. If you get an email from him, you're pretty lucky. He, <laughs> he probably said, Mac, I don't... I don't think you hey well here's what he'll say. Oh Mac, you don't have time to do that. I'll do that. He's thinking, Mac, you won't answer that right. Let me answer it. I will be glad to answer any emails that come in because yeah. this really is an important subject in the Bible, and I think everybody should know and understand. Well, and I used to think, well, what difference does it make? I, I won't know it either way. It doesn't change what I'm going to do here on earth. Well, if our sons and our grandfathers and those people that have gone before us or will go after us, don't do the best they can to bring their children into the church, into Jesus' world, then they're going to be responsible for those children, those family members, for spending no eternity, no time with Jesus, no time in heaven. And as a father and a grandfather and a great-grandfather, I want to make sure that my kids, my clan, know that Jesus saves. Amen. Thanks for listening. Our sponsor, DivineTruthChristian.com. Give them a ring and they'll get you anything you need. Divine Truth Christian Store, where you'll find more.